Hello, beautiful humans. I'm Zach. And I'm Austin. And, and this, this is The Human Vibe. Hello. Hello, everyone. Bonjour. No. Bonjour. <laughs> Prego. Guten Tag. Yes. Welcome back, beautiful humans. So excited to have you listening in. <laughs> Yes, welcome back to the human vibe. Yes. Um, so for those of you who might be listening for your first time. Welcome. Um, welcome. Yes, we are Zach and Austin. We're an engaged couple traveling the world right now with our miniature dachshund schnitzel. And um, we just want to talk about our journey, our adventures, and the things that we go through on yeah. a day-to-day basis. The people we meet, the the good times, the struggles, the... What it means to be human, you know, and it's just it's a real conversation, real frank. It's the tea. Exactly. And today's conversation is going to be a little extra real. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Love that. So we are going to take just a little bit of a break from our normal storytelling uh, about Ireland. And don't worry, we will return and continue on um, talking about the month of August in Ireland. But I just kind of wanted to talk about something a little different today. Uh, recently on social media, we posted something about culture shock. Mm-hmm. Um, so those of you who follow us know that we are now no longer in Ireland, but no. we are in <laughs> Palermo, Sicily, Italia. <laughs> yes. And for those of you who don't know where that is, like geographically, so, you know, Italy shaped like a boot. Well, the boot is kicking this this island in the Mediterranean. So we are on the island. That's Sicily. And Palermo is the capital city. And it's a lot. Yes. <laughs> in and a good way. In a good way. Yeah. And so I put up a post and there was actually quite a bit of a response to it. I had a lot of people reach out to me directly yeah. about it. Um, just, you know, wanting to check in and say, oh my gosh, I hope you're doing okay. First and foremost, we are doing well. And I just wanted to talk about culture shock because here's, you know, just starting this conversation off, we're not really tourists. No. Um, Our goal is to live more permanently in Europe, and we've talked about that in previous episodes. Yeah. And right now we're just traveling around and gaining new experiences, but we are living in these places longer term, a quarter yeah. of the year. Three months. Legally, yeah. we can stay here for for 90 days. Yeah. So we're here longer term. And so we're not, you know, tourists with a jam-packed schedule. In our mind, we're not thinking, oh, you know, this discomfort will go away soon because, and, you know, because I'm going to get on a plane and go back yeah. to... We're not constantly having things set in our day that Monday we do this and see this Tuesday we do this and see this and Wednesday we do this and see this like exactly we're not we have a day-to-day life you know we work remotely and we have to go to the grocery store we have to find essentials cook Um, our own food again find our own groceries figure out where to throw our garbage away it's Exactly, exactly. So we talked a little bit about Austin's culture shock in Mm -hmm. Ireland. And to be really frank with you, I didn't, I don't think that I really experienced much of a culture shock in Ireland, but I wanted to kind of go back to that and specifically talk about the emotions that you were feeling, the things that were going through your mind. Cause I could see on, on your face, 
um, oh, when yeah. you were going through that, that there was a lot of discomfort. Um, oh, but- truly. I wear my emotions like straight out. They come out of me on my face, the sass, the fear. And during that time, I was having a lot of anxiety in those first 10 days. I was constantly thinking about the future and constantly thinking about finances and constantly thinking about work and and while you know trying to do all of those everyday things exist in a new country where even though we speak the same language you know I can understand like 90% of the people speaking English in Ire in Ireland because those accents be thick but in all seriousness I was experiencing a lot of anxiety and it was hard for me to focus in on the now, focus in on the experience, focus in on the day-to-day because I was always constantly thinking of, well, what am I not doing that I need to be doing in the future? What am I need to prepare for? What if this happens and that happens and this happens? And it was just, a, you know, it, it created a lot of stress and anxiety in my life. Yeah, and this goes to a larger question. I guess we should start off this entire you know, conversation by saying one, that culture shock itself comes in many different forms. Mm, Absolutely. And we are in Europe, I would say coming to Sicily has been a huge, (laughs) oh my gosh, huge change compared. And we won't go into details about Sicily just yet because those are stories for later podcast episodes. We're just giving you a little taste of it. (laughs) But trust me, we gonna spill the tea, the wine, and the pasta on all of the olives (laughs) of Palermo. (laughs) We absolutely will because there's a lot to tell. Mm -hmm. Uh, But really for everyone, I think culture shock comes in different forms. And so sometimes what can happen is, and this is, and I'll go into more detail about this here in a second. Um, But really when you're in a different culture, and this can happen within your own country, we should also say, because culture itself, it's comprised of a lot of things. I, I remember... Um, whenever I was in college, I had a professor, shout out to Professor Warren Rosenberg, <laughs> <laughs> who asked a question about culture. And he asked us what it was mm. in our minds. Mm. And, um, you know, because he said people can talk about, you know, there's black culture, black American culture, there's, you know, Latino culture, there's American culture, different cultures. But what does that word even mean? And I think that he said it in a really beautiful way. It was basically, it's like the culmination of everything, human memory, um, you know, foods that you make, language even, everything human comes into it. Yeah, which there's a lot of, yeah. And culture is kind of the thread that binds it all together. Mm, And mm, so for us, what's difficult about moving, you know, every three months is that we're now constantly exposed to different cultures yeah um and so i think when we were in ireland that you know it was so funny because even something this small we would tell people we're from indiana and no one knew where that was not a single soul no we'd be like you'd say like oh like two hours south of chicago yeah we'd have to say that and they're like um okay yeah you know people always are just like yeah yeah girl are you you close to boston we're like not exactly (laughs) That's so funny. All the Irish people are like, 
you know, I've been to New York and I've been to Boston. And we're like, oh, okay, yeah. And we're like, that is a whole, that's a different world than Indianapolis. Girl, exactly. that is, mm-mm. Yeah. And so I think when, when we got to Ireland, though, it was like all of those things kind of bunched up together. And I think the things that you talked about earlier, like finances and just, you know, those little day-to-day items, like how are we going to take care of this? Or how are we going to, you know, if something happens um, medically, which... There's another story in a in another podcast for you about mm, that one because mm, it did true, happen. True. Um, but like things like that, I think it all kind of came together. But really, what was happening was a culture shock. Yeah. It was being in a completely different place, hearing a different accent. You know, there's a different um, collective memory that you deal with. Uh, you know, because like yeah, in absolutely. Ireland, it was so funny how often people there would talk about things that were very Irish. Mm-hmm. Michael Collins like we don't who the heck is we didn't know who that was <laughs> there were always Collins, like jokes about right it. there's like little spray painting uh graffiti art of Michael Collins and the Michael Collins trail and highway and especially yeah. in southwest Ireland and County Cork yeah it was a huge prevalent person yes in, in modern history yeah and we we knew nothing about this person and Mm-mm. so it's things like that things that are unfamiliar Um, but I think that culture shock for you comes in the guise of like being very anxious and worrying and, you know, is, is that true? Is that what you were going through? Oh yeah. I think I'm a person who naturally goes from zero to a hundred real quick and (laughs) I mean, real talk. And I had gone from like zero to a thousand so, so fast. And I was just thinking about anything and everything that could go wrong, anything and everything that was happening around me, anything and everything that I even wasn't thinking about was just popping into my head. And I don't think naturally I'm a person who worries or, or, you know, sometimes that can be a negative of not worrying enough in, in a way. And I think you've really helped not taught me how to worry, of course not, but taught me how to think differently and not necessarily critically, but think more broadly in, you know, if this goes wrong, okay, this is what we're going to do. And then understanding the facts of like, you know what, we've already thought about this and we've made plans in our head and we have the the resources in ourselves and with each other just in case and with family and friends who who absolutely just love and adore us and support us. And I think that in the back of my head was also a really great, support system internally that I was very mindful of but at the same time I was just like grasping for uh, air yeah it's a discomfort and I think sometimes this I think ultimately for me there are times that since we've been abroad because now it's been months you know we've been gone almost four months um and so there are times where certain things will just start agitating in the back of my, will be, you know, in the back of my mind. And I'll ask myself, why am I worrying? What, what, is, what is going on? But it's actually an underlying culture shock, I believe. Yeah. Um, and so the post that I wrote uh, recently was specifically about living here in Sicily. And the discomfort that I was feeling, I think, was compounded from just being somewhere where things are just not the same. Mm-mm. Nothing is the same. Light switches look different. We've talked about this in a previous episode. Power outlets look different. Um, you know, culturally, Italians are just very, very different. Oh, yeah. And especially like Sicilians, 
that it is we're so close to Africa and Tunisia right now. I mean, Tunisia is in Africa, but specifically the city that the culture here is like, I want to say 50-50, like 50% European Italians and 50% people from Africa. And so it is just a conglomeration of, I don't know, I <laughs> said that right. What I say, conglom- so conglomeration, <laughs> hashtag conglomeration <laughs> of different languages, different sounds, different smells, um, you know, especially even compared to, to Ireland, personal space, going to the grocery store, walking down the street, walking schnitzel, like having a dog here is completely different than having oh, a dog yeah. in Ireland. Oh, definitely. Wow. Very, very different. Wow. Yes. We have to think about just the smallest things. And so, um, you know, this all goes back. I think for me, I'm really, really thankful that we both lived abroad before, because if we were going through this, I think you and I right now would not even know how to deal with it because, um, you know, when I studied abroad in Germany, I remember even though I was really excited, um, when I first got there and I got into my hotel room before I got my apartment, I broke down. Mm -hmm. I just sobbed. I cried for like two days and I didn't know what was happening. I thought it was homesickness. I thought, you know, but it it was different. It was, it it was like, I can't even really explain it, but I knew that that's exactly what was happening here in Italy. And I had this moment um, where I kind of broke down and I had to go out into nature because nature is very therapeutic for me. Um, and just being away from people. But I think that at the root of all of it, it's that you feel distinctly disconnected from other human beings. Yeah. You, you know? And, and mm, mm, you kind of feel like uh, a blue dot in a red sea. And even though people aren't necessarily like looking at you or staring or talking to you, no matter where you go, you feel so disconnected and different that you feel like the woman walking down the street is just looking at you and maybe thinking something about you. And you start to make all of these kind of assumptions in your head. You're like, are they yelling at me? Is she looking at me? Are they talking about me? Are, do I stick out like a sore thumb right now? Yeah. Have I done something that's culturally inappropriate? Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Yes. And I think when you're a tourist, here's the difference. And we, you know, I really want to kind of dissect this because when you're a tourist again in the back of your mind you know that no matter what discomfort you experience um, whether you go to a, a country that is very different you know there are countries obviously that are far more different compared to the U.S. than Italy yeah <laughs> um, but I think when you are a tourist you always have that kind of like safety net in the back of your mind of you know what no matter how uncomfortable this is how bizarre it is how um disturbing it might be it's gonna end right and i think for us what's really difficult is we want to be really respectful anywhere that we go we want to learn from the local culture learn about local history Um, we want to connect with people but when you don't know the language you're uncomfortable around some of the cultural um, nuances and the customs. Exactly. You're just like what you said. You feel like you're completely out of place. And suddenly I think that what happens is that creates an immense amount of anxiety. Yeah. Especially in the first, I would say two weeks, 
in oh, a way yeah. you feel kind of like shut in because you know for a tourist you're gonna go see the piazza once you're gonna be around it maybe yeah you might go on a tour or you might have go to a museum exactly or, yeah and here it's like we walk past some of the same people all the time we take the same path to go to the grocery store i walk schnitzel all around this the city sometimes in the same path so it becomes this especially in the beginning of visiting a new place like you feel those stairs you feel this sort of discomfort you feel this like sh- shock of being in such a a uniquely different place than what you're used to. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and I think another added layer for us personally is when you're a LGBTQ plus person. Oh my gosh. Layers. Talk oh about my layers. goodness. Yeah. That is, that adds a whole other layer. And a lot of our friends have actually, uh, you know, talked about it with us before we left. Like, are you guys going to be safe? Rest assured, we do a lot of research and we would never put ourselves in a position where we would be unsafe. However, (laughs) I will say that it is very nerve wracking when you are a couple and, you know, maybe you have a new landlord or, you know, maybe you encounter someone at the grocery store and or maybe you're even it's you have a medical issue and your partner's with you and the person asks you what your relationship is. You constantly have to feel out, is it okay for us to be public, you know, with our relationship? Yeah. Um, Is it safe for us? Yeah. You know, we have to think about these things. And I think that was also, has also been in the back of my mind here in Sicily. The culture is a little bit more conservative, I would say, compared to Cork. Um. And, and we, in Ireland, we could talk our way through it, even if there was somebody. Exactly. And we didn't really run into this, but if there was somebody who wasn't like okay with us being a gay couple, we still could. And as gay people, we learn how to deflect that. I think we learn. Yeah. We grow up, you know, for so I say for so many of us in our, you know, I'd say twenty five older, even twenties and older, we have to grow up kind of with this fake mask of who we are, and we're able to deflect the jokes, and we're able to, you know help people feel less uncomfortable per se. Yeah, or or just advocate for ourselves. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We can defend ourselves. Here, it's Child. when you're in a country and you don't know the language and no one around you can understand your mother tongue, it is really challenging when you encounter those moments. And there have been moments where I have felt um, like people look at us in a different way or that people... Um, are trying to figure out if we're together. Like I've had a lot of those moments on the streets and it's almost like it it puts you in this constant state of mind of being ready to defend yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And and so I think that creates a lot of anxiety. But one thing I want to say, when I posted that, uh, like the thing that I posted about the culture shock and just about the anxiety a lot of people reached out and were really, really concerned. And I think that I really want to normalize this conversation because I, again, I think that culture shock is something that exists not just as, you know, us moving abroad, but it exists within communities. I think in Indianapolis even, there were so many different cultures present. And in a lot of U.S. cities, think about it. You have multiple different cultures within a single city oh my gosh and specifically in indianapolis when we were living on 28th and meridian or 
uh, I would say a much more just diverse downtown American city population. And you go a mile and a half north where it's the, you know, some of the, these mansions and, and this, this wealth, you could even just feel the difference yeah. in, in those. Culturally. Yeah. And, it, and it's like, and just within certain neighborhoods, you have a culture. And then if somebody is an outsider and comes in, they may feel different and they may experience, you know, different mindsets and things like that. Um, and so I think this is, this really goes to such a, a, a broader conversation about, you know, when somebody is new or, or not from a local culture and they come in, they're probably experiencing culture shock, which affects their mental health and creates a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I think for us, like for me, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. To be really honest with you, um, something that I also put in that post was to say, hey, be really kind to people who are immigrants. Be oh really kind gosh. to people who are outsiders and foreigners. Yes. yes. Because speaking as somebody who is currently living in a country in which, you know, I wasn't born and experiencing these like cultural differences and nuances, I can say right now that, I mean, I can't imagine being an immigrant in the U S not knowing the language or maybe I'm learning it. Um, I don't understand some of the customs. I know, especially in the Midwest, you have to understand very specific customs, things like tipping things that we, we think are just, you know, universally understood when they're not, you know? And so I think ultimately for me, this whole experience has been just such a, a wonderful learning, um, opportunity. And for me to gain a lot more empathy for those who are going through some of the things we're going through. Um, and so, yeah, that, I, I think that I just wanted to take some time today and talk about this because after that post came out, there was such a massive um, reaction to it that I think that a lot of people may not even understand that sometimes they're going through their own culture shock. Yeah, absolutely. And then it, it begs, it has me create the question, you know, if somebody moves from, you know, Indianapolis or the Midwest to San Diego, two completely different places or vice versa. Mm -hmm. It's like, what sort of advice do you give for, for that individual who, who is about to make that move? What sort of things, you know, can they do that would help them? Obviously the advice I would give is be, be kind to yourself and be patient. There is a transition, even if it's in your own country or if you're moving overseas or across borders, is first and foremost is take your time and be patient and be kind with yourself. Oh my gosh, yes. That's yeah. that's great. That's a good that's something that we as humans need to do a lot more of in uh, general. True. You know, I, I think that when you were having your culture shock in, in Ireland, and I honestly am still probably going through it right now. Yeah. Um, I think that that is one thing that we forget to do is to really stop, take a deep breath, remind yourself of the thing that you're doing. It's challenging, whether you're in a new job, whether it's, it's wild because I have a friend who, um, you know, they had a baby, she and her spouse had a baby and she had been, you know, working and they both decided that, you know, for a year she wanted to stay home and just that change in schedule and everything for her was just, you know, it really messed with her at the yeah. beginning and yeah. created a lot of stress and disrupted her regular routine. And I really am just kind of now realizing that culture shock 
you know, and these anxieties that come from changing our lives in massive ways, like we absolutely do need to give ourselves grace and give ourselves patience and kindness and speak kindness to ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's one thing that you've taught me. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, it's so powerful. It's interesting because I think that I am somebody who struggles with being really hypercritical of myself in these moments of, of, you know, going through this transition. I've, I have been really critical of myself. You know, I'm not, thinking that I'm not doing enough or that I'm messing things up. And I think you've really taught me in our relationship, hey, you know, you need to speak kind things to yourself because would you ever say the things that you say to yourself to somebody that you love? Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And so... Your input, what you input into yourself, you only then output. And that was another huge reason why we we moved overseas and decided to take that leap of faith was because geography and where we were, even though we had a wonderful support system of people who absolutely love us. And I miss those people. The area in which we were was just not the input that we needed. And our output wasn't happiness. Right. It wasn't even in now, you know, we're in a place where one out of every 50 people we interact with, what actually knows some English, but I'm still, my output is still, much I think more aligned with my happiness and your happiness and our our happiness than it was when we were in a place where we just everyone speaks the same language and we relate to these people in in the simplest of ways but that's culture absolutely yeah and so um I yeah so I think our first you know bit of our solution for culture shock or our recommendation and just from our experiences definitely I would say the first one is be kind with your, mm-hmm. to yourself. Yes. Love yourself. Love Come yourself. On, absolutely. Because you deserve it. You need yeah. to love you. Absolutely. I think the second thing would be don't be scared of of admitting that you don't know. Ah, true. <laughs> that is uh, Be huge. honest with yourself. Yes. Be honest with like, I don't know, girl. It, exactly. It's okay to not know. It's okay to not understand. Yeah. You know, I think it's really fascinating because one of my former bosses, um, <laughs> she said to me, you know, Zach, before I met you, I never really knew anybody who was gay and I just didn't even know how to be around somebody. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to not offend. There were assumptions that... Yeah. What a gay person is or gay man is Right, right. Is. Yeah. And it doesn't even, it, it is even that. It, it, no matter what, if it's a foreign culture to you, you don't know. And I think number two, I would say, is admitting to yourself, yeah. I do not know. True. I do not know. Because once you do that, then you can approach conversations with people, you know, locally who, if you come at them from a place of humility and truth, and honesty about yeah. where you are, I think that then it really disarms any sort of tension. Mm. Um, mm, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. That's powerful. Yeah, and I think it applies to a lot of things. I mean, when you really think about it, we how can we ever learn to be empathetic towards somebody if we're not willing to at least admit that we don't even know how to do that? Mm, mm. Yeah, lower your pride. Exactly. Yeah, I remember... Um, this one of my former colleagues, you know, he is black. And I said to him, you know, I don't know the everyday experience of being a black man in America, but I want to know, I want to learn, I want to hear. Yeah. And I remember he looked at me and he's like, you know what, that's where that's the right place to be. Mm -hmm. Listen, 
Yes, exactly. And so I would say to overcome culture shock or to learn more about culture, you need to first come to a place where you admit that you don't know. So that would be like number two. Um, and I think a third one that we've yeah. kind of discussed is really, really utilizing your resources that you do have. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Friends, family, your tribe, uh, yourself. Yes, that's you yeah. are a resource to yourself, and you need to be your biggest resource at the end of the day, honestly. Absolutely, yeah. And I think utilizing those friendships is so powerful. And I want to say a personal thank you, and I know many of them are listening right now. I want to say thank you to our tribe, to our oh, chosen family. We love you. We, we love, love you. you. We miss you. Send us a text. Send us a pic. We love you just so much. Thank you. Just thank you from the bottom of my heart. And yeah, both of ours. We we yeah. really, really love you guys. And we really appreciate you. And truthfully, I don't think that we could get through these really difficult moments um, were it not for the people out there who continue to love us unconditionally. And so that was, is definitely number three. When you, Whenever you're going through a culture shock, if you're in a new job or you move across the country or you've just radically changed your life in some way, <laughs> <laughs> like us. I mean, it doesn't even have to be moving across the world. It can be yeah. small things. Um, utilize your resources, lean on people. They're there. We as humans, and it, I just, I'm sorry if I get really emotional, but I'm just realizing how much we need one another. Yeah. And so in the world right now that feels so disconnected where communities just feel like they're, they're just tearing each other apart or they seem like they're trying to, it's really important for us to remember what's, what is most important as humans, which is love, which is yeah. that we love each other, that we show love. And that means, you know, exactly what we just said. One, being patient with yourself. Two, admitting that you don't know. If someone tells you that their lived experience is different than yours, don't just deny it. Say, oh, I didn't know that. And that starts the conversation. It right? really does. Yeah. And then use your resources, use mm -hmm. community. You know, you're, if you have that, I honestly think that's what leadership is about. Leadership is all about being a resource to other people. You know what I mean? Um, and so at the end of the day, this has been a really, really, you know, challenging transition for us. And I know that there are more challenges ahead. I yeah. know that this is not going to always be glamorous. It's not always going to be easy. <laughs> it's not. It's life isn't easy. Mm -hmm. And know? we're really honest about that, especially, you know, you posted that on our on our social media of like, you know, there are hard days in this. And yeah, we post a lot of cute photos of schnitzel and of going to beautiful castles and I mean, Palermo has the most UNESCO World Heritage sites out of any city in the world. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's, it is. It's gorgeous. But just like any shakeup, any move, any new variable in your life, there are moments when it's hard. Yeah, there are the not so pretty, not so beautiful moments. Not so Instagrammable know? moments. Exactly. <laughs> I think that... Yeah, and if there was a fourth one, Ooh, we got four. Come on, it was a trifecta. Now it is a quadra something. <laughs> if there was a fourth tip, and this is very real, especially for today, you know, in, in today's world, I think it's 
don't compare yourself to other people. Oh my gosh. And comparison is the thief of joy. Absolutely. It really is. It really, it, it truly is. And while I, I think that social media is a two edged sword Mm, mm, because mm. on one hand, it's how we stay connected with each other. And I think that's originally what it was really meant to do, but now it's gone on the other side, which is we use it as a way to divide, divide, to hurt one another, to spread lies, to spread, you know, but I think that we also use it as a tool to constantly bash ourselves. We see somebody's Instagram post and we think, wow, their life is so much better than mine. I need what they have. Mm But at the end of the day, that's not true. They're just showing you tiny snapshots of perfection in their life. Yeah. It, it, it causes you to say, you know, I want that. And I want to, it, it distracts you from the now and what you have and where you are and, and what you're going through in your life, yeah. which is so important, living in the now. Yes. And I, this sounds really, <laughs> I know this is going to sound really bizarre, But I think that that actually really exacerbated the culture shock that I was experiencing here in Italy because we've had quite a few friends recently go to Italy and they put up a lot of things on social media of of things that they did and places that they went. Mm -hmm. And I have been really, really beating myself up about saying, why aren't we doing more? Why aren't we having more of those Instagram moments? But it it's life. Mm -hmm. It's life. And again, we have to be kind to ourselves and we have to remind ourselves that, you know, if something happened and social media was just wiped off the face of the planet tomorrow, we would be living our lives for who? For us. Yeah. For ourselves. Yeah. You know, at the end of every podcast episode, we always say, chase your happiness. We always say that. It's so important. It is. It took us years to even take that step but we would have never done it if we would have constantly chased after somebody else's happiness uh, we would have never so done true. it we we had to first stop pursuing other people's happiness to find our own mm-hmm. their ideas their yes. expectation that 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 comparison we were making that you know what look what they're doing at our age look what they're doing look what they have look at the success metrics that they've thrown out yeah, or, look at or the thing post. they bought or the trip yeah. that they took and it's i'm really happy for those people of course i hope that they're happy there, yes there is no malice and there's no there's no judgment and there's no hatred not at all or jealousy no no i just need to stop looking at other people and saying well if i just had what they have i would be happy because mm-hmm. that's a that's that's just a lot. That's not a good input to yourself. It's a mirage that you're never going to reach. It's the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that you're never going to find. No. You know? And so that would be my fourth. And uh, I'll leave it at four. Those it's four. It's just a quadra. <laughs> just a quad. <laughs> we'll leave it at four. <laughs> but yeah, again, you know, when you're going through something really hard and culture shock is very real. I mean, I mean... <laughs> When you're going through something, you know, that really challenges your fortitude as a person, you know, your inner strength. And 
no matter what it is, if you're the only woman on a male dominated team and you feel like your perspective is not heard, if you're the only person of color in your office and you feel like no one can relate to you or your experiences, or if you're the only, this is how I can speak to my experience being the only gay person on a team and being extra or no one really understands the way you, you communicate or how certain things can be hurtful. Yeah. That's all culture shock. Truly. It really is. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to become so much more aware of it. And so, yeah, our four, the four things that we would say for us that have helped us is one, just be kind to yourself. Yes. Remind yourself of who you are. Remind True. yourself of your value. You are a baddie. There is only one you. So when you wake up, look at yourself in the mirror and you say, toss that hair as I quite often do with my bald head and say, <laughs> you know what? I'm fabulous. Cause you are, you absolutely are. You're beautiful. You are. And that is hard to say, you know, not all of us were raised to speak, you know, kind and beautiful things about ourselves. It right. kind of sounds weird whenever you're like, I'm wonderful. I'm great. It comes off to a lot of us as cocky, but the truth is, is that that's kind. That's what you would say to your best friend. So why don't you say it to yourself? Exactly. Um, and then number two. Yeah. Number two was, that's a great <laughs> <laughs> I got on that tangent. I was like, oh, rewind this and you'll hear number two. <laughs> no, number two is admitting that you don't see. I didn't know that. I didn't, I, I forgot it in my mind, but no, number two is admit that you don't know. Yes. You know, admit that you don't know. Number three um, is. And then number three is, uh, utilizing your resources. Make sure that you reach out to the people in your life. Yes. Your tribe. Yes. You know, and yourself because you are your biggest cheerleader. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, really quickly though, on number two, part of that, especially depending on your situation where you are, part of admitting you know, that you don't know is really just admitting where you are. You know, if something is uncomfortable to you, then something is uncomfortable to you and you need to admit that. If mm. something feels wrong, then something feels wrong to you. Advocate for yourself. Um, but yes, and then number three is utilize your resources. And number four is don't compare yourself to others. Mm. Maybe sometimes it's good for us to turn off social media for a while. I've seen that more and more that people say, you know, let's just take a little bit of a break. Yeah, and deactivate it's good for your, your Facebook health. for a little bit. Yeah. It's okay. It is. It's, you can text your grandma. That's, yeah. Like, <laughs> the people who really want to continue, and if this has taught us anything, the people who want to be in your lives and love you and, and care about you will reach out to you. They yeah, no matter how much time happiness. has passed. Exactly. There are people that I hadn't talked to for years and we're in connection with one another again. And it feels like we're just picking up another conversation. Yeah, those are beautiful. You know, I love those moments. But yeah, don't compare yourself to others because again, like Austin said, comparison can be the thief of joy. Truly. You know, but uh, I'm really uh, happy that we have this conversation. Yes, yes. Like, like we said, some conversations are about the fun and exciting things we do. And some conversations are about the real struggles of, of life, of being human. It is. Yeah, exactly. And this is the human vibe. And guess what? Being human means it's going to be a lot of messy sometimes. Hills, mountains, <laughs> valleys. Yeah. But can continue to progress forward, continue to move forward. Um, because that's, that's really important. And it's worth it. Yes, Again, it is. Yeah, it, it really is important. And chasing your happiness is not 
always going to mean that you're going to come out clean on the other side. No. But in the end, you reach your goal and you reach the destination. Yeah. You know, so. Oh. Well, <laughs> honey, this was a great conversation. Thank Aww. you. Yeah. I, I just wanted to have this real conversation just because of, you know, what we posted and the feedback from all of you was one, just again, thank you. Thank you so thank much. You. We hear you. Seriously. We see the love that you, you know, give to us and we just appreciate all of you so much. Um, but with that. Yeah. I would say we're going to continue this conversation on social media. If you don't follow us on Instagram, uh, follow us at, at underscore the human vibe underscore. And That's definitely right. want to have the conversation of, you know, how do you experience culture shock? How do you experience yeah. and overcome those moments in your life? Um, we're also on Facebook, the human vibe. And definitely please, please uh, follow us yes, on this podcast. And please yeah. share it because you know what? You know somebody who who is going through could, something could like hear this. this and would be like, "Dang, I'm glad you shared that." And I'd be sitting here like, "I know you glad you shared that. You welcome." Yeah, we're not alone. That's truly. That's the. I think the that's a huge lie that we believe oh. is that we're alone, but we're no. not. There there are no. people out there experiencing the same things that you are. You just have to find them. Yeah. You know. So with that, a big reminder. Remember. Chase your happiness. And thanks for vibing with us. See you next time.